Welcome to Here Comes Yesterday, a weekly 15-minute podcast full of useful memories for dealing with the world ahead with your host, Frank Corrado. Here Comes Yesterday has a new segment, and it's called People in Motion. And we're going to be talking to people who have very busy and active lives and who are doing really interesting things. Uh, my first guest is Frank Corrado. No, not me, but my grandson, who's a student at the University of Wyoming in Laramie. Frank, you're a junior. Yes, sir. And you've been here a couple years, obviously, in Laramie. And you came from Aurora, which is near Denver. How different is Laramie from Denver? Well, the, the first main difference between the two quote-unquote cities is that Denver is a lot more populated. It's a big city. And you come to Laramie, which is only two and a half hours away, and there's 33,000 of us, and 12,000 come straight from the university. So that's the main difference. And then uh, another big one is diversity, of course. I come from a high school that's fairly diverse in the students that go there. And then you come to a school like uh, UW and Laramie, and I mean, it's Wyoming, so the diversity is definitely uh, a lot lower, just a lot of white students in general compared to what I'm used to. Um, and I'd say another big difference is most of the students here are, are super outdoor focused um, because we have the Snowy Mountain Range, Medicine Bow, just a whole lot of different state parks and national forests, there's lakes. And back home, coming from Denver, we didn't have all that. We had one state park shoved kind of in the middle of the city, which is kind of odd. Do the um, students that come here, are they mostly local? Uh, yeah, a large majority of the students do come from Wyoming itself. Um, and then the second uh, biggest populated area that UW feeds into is Colorado. And they call us greenies here for some obvious reason. So what's the atmosphere like? Denver has become, uh, over the years, a very uh, kind of urban area, even though it's close to the mountains. Um, what's the feel like here? I know you call yourselves the cowboys here at the University of Wyoming. Is that true? Is Denver a, a big city and Laramie a, a big cowboy town? Laramie's Definitely a big cowboy town, I would say. You go out, we have Wednesday night uh, dance night at the Cowboy Dance Hall, where you swing dance, you line dance. That's a pretty big thing in town. And then you're not going to go anywhere without seeing at least one person in a cowboy hat with their their uh, boot-cut jeans on. <clears throat> That's just a pretty common thing uh, for Laramie. When we were out uh, last evening, uh, we were sitting in a restaurant, and a train came flying by at about... 70 miles an hour, I would say, uh, just like across the street from us almost. So there's a, a, a lot of, of uh, commerce going on here. What kind of a economy does uh, Laramie have and Wyoming in general? Well, Wyoming in general is definitely uh, has an economy that's focused on fossil fuels. We have a lot of coal uh, and natural gas coming from all areas of Wyoming, um, up in Gillette and some other places have huge, huge productions of coal, and we have a, uh, a steam engine that goes all the way across country in Wyoming carrying coal to all different places. The steam engine, though, is, is more of a tourist thing, isn't it? 
not that I know of. In my Discovering Life Science class, we took a look at it and we're talking about energy for life and how that basically, uh, Wyoming's coal ha- plays a big, big part in just the overall fossil fuels um, for the whole United States. So that steam engine actually carries a large majority of our coal all the way across the country, and it's the uh, biggest, most powerful one running in the United States. Didn't know that. You, um, so the, you're telling me here that the lifestyle has changed. What is life like for you as a college student here? Uh, you've, you used to live at home, obviously, when you were in high school, uh, and you came here, and all of a sudden, what were, your, what were your expectations when you came here, and then how did COVID mess that up? Uh, I think my main expectations uh, coming out of high school, especially to Denver, is I didn't realize necessarily how small of a school Wyoming was going to be. Um, I go out and I see, now that I'm a junior, I see people I know everywhere. It, it feels like I'm kind of in high school again, living in Aurora, but this time from a school of 2,000 people to a school of 12,000 people. So definitely smaller t- uh, town, excuse me. And I think, I think just the atmosphere in general, I expected to be very loving and warming, and it has been, um, especially this year. With COVID last year, Laramie was, it was dead. There was no one out, no one would do anything. I lived here through the whole time, through the summer, and it was honestly just really blue and honestly a little depressing in a sense because you come to college expecting this college experience, um, you know, going out, socializing, parties, just all these different things on top of school, of course. And that really wasn't the case with COVID. It, it changed everything. It took a lot away from us. But this year has definitely uh, been on the right track so far in terms of social events and gatherings and just people's um, thoughts and feelings about UW have changed because this year has created just so much positive energy and positivity throughout the students and the community. There's a lot of engagement between everyone, um, and I'm glad we're getting back to that since COVID kind of took that away from us. And your lifestyle is you live in a house with four guys, right? Three, three guys total, and you. Yep, there's four of us total. And what, uh, what's the vibe there? Well, we're all studying different things. Um, we have, I'm an elementary education major. We have a construction management major, a pre-med major, and a electrical engineering major. So all of us have homework. You know, we're, we're doing that throughout the day. Um, and then you have to play girls into a part. But honestly, we're all super loving. We've all became best friends over the last two years because this is our second year living in the same house with the same group of guys. And we do almost everything together, Um, whether that's going out, going to eat. We sometimes do homework together, football Sundays. We're we're just kind of this group that, you know, never leaves their side. You um, said you're majoring in elementary education. Now, you're a kid that uh, was uh, highly... Uh, uh, high, chi- high achiever in both high school and uh, grade school. I believe when you were in grade school, you got this Outstanding Student of the Year Award as a eighth grader. You went into high school. Uh, you were active in basketball and all kinds of uh, other activities. Uh, and you got an award at graduation, I remember. Um, 
you had the academic skills to go anywhere, really, uh, in uh, uh, your studies, uh, but you picked what? Wyoming and elementary education. Give us some reasons. Well, my, my reason for choosing Wyoming is I, I love home. I love my parents, my brother. I love being home. But I need to get away and get to a place where I could create my own path, make my own friends where I didn't really know anyone from high school because I had the same friends for a long time. Um, and I wanted to really just branch out and see how I could hold myself accountable um, through everything. And then COVID happened, and that was even harder. And I think my, my main thing for choosing elementary education is just ever since I was young, I've just had this ability to connect with children, whether that's, you know, high school children, but mainly uh, younger kids in elementary. Um, and then for the last four or five years, I've been working different jobs that have all been associated with doing after school programs and summer programs uh, for these elementary age children. I just kind of fell in love with it. I mean, it's just so positive all the time. I get to teach, which is amazing, and just better our uh, nation's future. And there's nothing really more I, I feel I could do with my life because it's not all about making money. Like, I want to have a job that I enjoy doing that I don't really have to feel as if it was a job. And that's kind of what elementary education has brought me so far. That's really uh, amazing because uh, there are very few men in elementary education. Uh, do people keep telling you that? Yeah, and it's it's fairly evident in my classes. I'm one of three uh, boys in most of my classes. Sometimes I'm the only guy. So I, I see it everywhere. Anytime I talk to an educator themselves, they say, you'll have no problem finding a job because you're a male in this specific part of education. Um, so I'm excited for it. I'm not really worried about necessarily having to find a job because of all the different... Uh, external people telling me how easy it'll be for me to get a job. What is it, uh, you said uh, it's enjoyable to be with kids, but they're pretty demanding uh, young kids, aren't they? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, their most demanding thing is they, they're just constantly high energy. There's not really a point where their energy stops. I'm with them after they've already been through a seven, eight-hour school day, and then I get there, <clears throat> and they're still full of energy. They still have so much to talk about, so much to do, so much they want to say. Um, and yeah, it's just super high energy, but it, it's a good challenge for me because I myself am pretty high energy most of the day. Uh, and just to be able to put my energy towards something meaningful, like trying to teach these children, it's a blessing really. That's a pretty pretty positive. I, I know a lot of parents, uh, young parents, feel like they're just worn out uh, by young kids. Uh, um, and uh, I've noticed in my lifetime, you know, uh, seen couples and, and uh, people that had young kids and they were so positive and high on them. And then uh, you come visit them a couple years when the kid's three or four years old and the kid's sitting in front of a television and... The parents uh, just seem totally worn out, and so they stick the kid in front of a TV. Um, how do you how do you <laughs> how do you not get that feeling? I mean, there's definitely times where I struggle uh, throughout the workday trying to find the energy, but usually just how they interact with me and how they treat me lifts me up. It gives me energy because as an educator, you want to do good by them. 
you want to inspire them and teach them and motivate them. And if you're not in the right headspace and your energy is low, how can you expect them to cooperate and focus on what you're trying to teach them? How, how can you turn that switch off and then interact with the, you know, you're talking about your buddies and then, um, you know, the social life of school <clears throat> and, uh, you know, your own personal space. Uh, how, 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 could, how do you make that switch? Um, do you, are you just like plumb worn out after a, a few hours with these kids? And, and what do you do to kick back? Or is it just uh, the change of environment when you're dealing with adults then? Well, usually the energy in the house I live in stays pretty high. Uh, we're all pretty positive. We try to go check in on each other throughout the day, play some music, get the good vibes flowing uh, in the house and just bring the positive energy. And I try to carry that into work and just think positively about the day I'm going to have and what challenges I'm going to face. Um, and then I get home and it's just, like I said before, it's the same energy. We just love to be around each other as roommates um, that helps motivate us as a group and as individuals that we just carry on through the uh, rest of our day and our semesters. And I'm really blessed to have them as my roommates because they've grown so much more and they're just, we're all brothers at this point. This is a, an unusual um, vocation, obviously, and I, we don't want to keep going over the same material here, but um, uh, what you, let's get your insight here quickly on, on uh, children today versus how you remember your life as a kid. From what I've seen, children today are so focused on technology. Everything we do is structured, or everything they do is structured around something they've seen on TV, a video game they've heard about. I mean, some of these kids have phones at this age, social media. It's, it's just crazy to look back at my childhood because all I could do for fun was go outside, go ride my bike. I wouldn't ever watch TV because there was nothing on TV. And now technology is so saturated with all these different forms of media that kids have unlimited access and all these outlets to different media types. And they're just surrounded by it. Even the, uh, the worksheets and the coloring pages we do in class sometimes, those are all based on TV shows or video games. And it's really crazy to think that childhood, in a sense, has switched from something that is exploratory and is focused on nature and just the surroundings and external environment to something that's so internalized like media. Is there some secret to, or is, there, is that part of your mission to get them away from the technology? Oh, yeah. One of the things that, you know, irks my soul a little bit is just parents who give a kid an iPad as they go out, and the kid's just glued to the iPad, and he's just, he's not even there. Like, these children need to, they need these experiences to nurture them into what they're supposed to be. And if you just give them technology all day, and let them sit and brainwash themselves about uh, fictional things, how are they ever going to learn what's necessary and what's important for them to continue on a developmental growth path? And so there you have it. If Frankie is representative of the college kids of today who have survived the era of COVID and are charging ahead to lead our world of tomorrow, I think we can feel a little bit better tonight. That's it for now.
You've been listening to Here Comes Yesterday, a podcast full of useful memories for dealing with the world ahead. Your ideas and reactions can also be very useful. Contact Frank Corrado via email at corrado at c4m.com. That's C-O-R-R-A-D-O at the letter C, the number 4, the letter M, dot com. This is Mel Zellman. Thank you for listening, and catch us next time.